Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Hello and welcome to the Bad Movie Cult podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton and I am joined as always by Mr. Ken B. Wild. Hello. Aloha. Um stuff this week we're gonna be angering the fans once again <laughs> dom's choice people dom's choice yeah we're doing one of my favorites it is the 1991 Catherine bigelow classic action film get your um tits out <laughs> <laughs> no get your complaint letters ready all right okay and your tits out and your tits out yeah it's point break on the coast of Southern California, you can only surf, party, and make love for so long before it's time to go to work. Rock and roll! 27 banks in three years. Anything to catch the perfect wave. I'm not a crook. Patrick Swayze. Fear causes hesitation. Hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. Keanu Reeves. You think I joined the FBI to learn to surf? Point break. Adios, amigo! Got a plot for you, Ken? Yep, hit us. An FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. <laughs> it's elaborate if they just may be. <laughs> and a total waste of time if they aren't. Yep. Who come up with that plan, Gary Boosie? Well, I've got the cast list for you. Go on. We've got Patrick Swayze as Bodie. Beautiful, beautiful Patrick. Patrick Swayze, the second time he's been on the uh, the podcast, and I think we've chosen his best hair. Like both, like his two best haircuts are in these two films we've covered. To be honest, he looks fucking phenomenal, doesn't he? In this, he does. This is prime Swayze. This is prime. But some people say Roadhouse, but for me, this is this is Patrick. He's beautiful. We've got Keanu Reeves as FBI agent Johnny Utah. Beautiful, beautiful Keanu. It's his second time as well, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. The first time was um, everyone's favourite Keanu Reeves film, Babes in Toyland. <laughs> Certainly one of mine. <laughs> I think actually both previous appearances by both stars uh, have had me having a go at them. That's true. Yeah. So welcome back, guys. We thought we'd bring <laughs> all, of Ken's, <laughs> all of Ken's most hated actors together. The universally loved Keanu Reeves. The universally mourned Patrick Swayze. Who's <laughs> <laughs> me having a pop at them both? Well, will it change? Probably not knowing you. Uh, no, it won't. Carry on. <laughs> We've also got, unbelievably, his first time on the podcast, FBI okay. agent Angelo Pappas, played by Ken... Gary Boosie. Gary Boosie. This is his first... We've mentioned him a lot, but this is his first film, isn't it? 
Um, I think it probably is, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing, considering the shit he's put out. <laughs> Welcome, anyway, Mr. Boosie. Welcome. The gorgeous <laughs> Gary Boosie. <laughs> Isn't he just? Give us a grin, Gary. Go on. And we also have Laurie Petty as Tyler and Endicott. You know, may know her from Tank Girl, if anyone yeah, remembers that. Yeah, I, um, I, I fancied uh, Laurie Petty around about this time. You can see why, I think. Uh, you certainly can. Yep. Got some taglines for you. Go on. 100% pure adrenaline. Nice. 27... Ba- oh. <laughs> I thought that was it. <laughs> 27 banks in three years. Anything to catch the perfect wave. No. <laughs> not, 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 not that one, no. <laughs> A bit obvious, isn't it, that one? I think they've downplayed how many banks as well. I'm sure Swayze says 30 in the film. It definitely says 100% adrenaline. I thought you were going to say 27% and then give me some ridiculous statistics. <laughs> <laughs> that was John Leguizamo in the in uh, the happening. It was indeed, yeah. Should we crack into this, Ken? Or is there anything you'd like to tell us about Point Break? Any fond memories? I saw this at the cinema when it was released. Oh, you lucky bastard! Yeah, have that, have that. I went every week, as uh, as regular listeners know, because I do wax lyrical. Because I know you hate it. Because I saw some absolute fucking beauties. So this was one of them. Loved it. Brilliant film. Really good fun. But still, let's talk about how shit it is. Yeah, let's anger some listeners. <laughs> Dear Bad Movie Cult, when, oh when, will you realise that Point Break is an Oscar-worthy film? Don't cover fun films, just cover really bad films that really make you angry. And <laughs> no one's seen. <laughs> I got a message from someone who's who just listened to the Happening episode. All right, yeah. And they said, you two were absolutely livid through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I didn't understand what was going on. So you could tell you two are having fun because you were both angry for two hours. <laughs> to be honest, I was told that uh, somebody had recently listened to the Fatal Attraction film pitch, and I listened back to that. And Dom, you are furious throughout that. <laughs> I'm, I'm furious with you, Ken, in that. <laughs> you and your ridiculous film pitch ideas. <laughs> Where the where the film pitch solely consists of let's just make two Hollywood actors have sex with each other and that's the end. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed that pitch. I listened back to it yesterday and uh, really, really made me laugh. I forgot how furious you were with the whole thing. Anyway, that's enough about that. Enough about our past <laughs> glories. I was going to say, there you go, listeners. Stop listening to this one. Go listen to The Happening and Fatal Attraction. Then come back to this. <laughs> Yeah, well, I tell you what, though, they, they're Hollywood movies we're talking about. These segues into this one. You're right. So let's get cracking, shall we? Oh yeah, surfs up, motherfucker. <laughs> Carl that Weathers was the, in it. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. <laughs> Carl Weathers should have been one of the surfers. That'd have been brilliant. Yeah, with his massive afro, <laughs> soaking up all the sea. Yeah. He should have played the Johnny Utah role. Oh man, that'd have been brilliant. Should have played the John C. Riley role. Film pitch. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So the first opening shot is like water with with credits, and interspersed with that, we get like a surfing dude, and we get U- Johnny Utah in his training in the rain. In the rain, no less. It's Keanu Reeves looking 
splendid. This is Prime Reeves as well, by the way. You said Prime Swayze. It's Prime Reeves. Reeves has looked like this forever, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he looks like this in uh, Babes in fucking Toyland. He looks like this in John Wick. He's just got long hair and a beard. Doesn't age this man. <laughs> Which means he looks nothing like this. <laughs> he's got short hair and no beard. It's different. You can't well, at the exactly end of the film, he's got long hair. He's like young John Wick in double denim. Oh, that'd have been. Imagine that. John Wick 5, double denim. Just oh, a I'm denim right, suit. I'm, I'm pitching this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah my note is actually Keanu Reeves just looks the same. When was this? 91? It was, yeah. Th- over 30 years ago, this film. Oh, just puts me to shame saying I saw it at the cinema. Thanks a lot. Uh, it turns out Johnny Utah's a crack shot. 100% Utah. Good job. That's the first line of the film from the instructor who's watching him. Outstanding. How do you, I'm not on a firing range. Do they give you a shotgun? I thought it was like more. It's like you can't have precision shooting with a shotgun. <laughs> they don't do that. That's not what a shotgun is. It's not, but he uses one. I mean, it looks right. great doing it. it. Looks great doing it, but you don't have a shotgun on a firing range. Well, that's how good he is, Ken. <laughs> so he actually did get them a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No in the bullseye. Nothing. Nope. Yeah, gets a big old thumbs up. And Utah gives us a big old shit-eating grin and a big thumbs up as well. All right. This is when we cut to John C. McGinley in the Carl Weathers role. And I think, for me, John That's C. McGinley's right. great in <laughs> John this. John C. Riley. <laughs> yes, not him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I do mix up my John C's. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, I thought it was John C. Riley. Could have been worse. It could have been John Cena. But I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have seen him. Yeah, Keanu Reeves just spent the whole day trying to find where he was. Supposed yeah, to be meeting yeah. him. Not a chance. Yeah, it's John C. McGinley. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah, but he is. Yeah. He's good at this, isn't he? He's great. I mean, this is just him, isn't it? Like Dr. Cox in Scrubs, the fast talking and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, horrible bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says Utah, he gives us a little background on Utah that he's, uh, it was in the top 2% of his classic Quantico. Yeah. But Ken, of course, was in the top 1%. So. Fucking damn right I was. <laughs> Don't like to talk about it, yeah, but I, I kept going to the cinema, so they kicked me out. <laughs> Johnny C Fuck says... Johnny C plays... Um, is it Harp, I think his name is? Johnny C, did you just call him? Johnny C McGinley, yeah. <laughs> like old buddies. Yeah, old, old nan buddies. <laughs> oh, yes, that was the, that was it back then. Yeah, he was very scared in Nam, wasn't he, John John McGinley? Yeah, well, it was a scary time. And then he killed uh, Willem Dafoe. Well, we've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people have, haven't they? <laughs> um, he says, but out here, you've got exactly zero experience in the field. You know nothing. You know less than nothing. In fact, if you knew nothing, if you knew that you knew nothing, that would be something, but you don't. Yeah, that's how good his insults are. Dom can't even say them. I know, and I've got them written. Yeah, he also says the uh, the incredible line, which I'm sure you've got written down, <laughs> that Keanu Reeves is young, dumb, and full of cum. He calls him a blue flame special. Yeah, that's not horrible. the last time we'll hear someone call him that. Yeah, which is weird because I've never heard it before. I've no, I don't know it. what it is. No, I think it's a is it a steak? <laughs> I think so. You're like a raw steak. <laughs> Tasty, but. Bloody, no, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, full of meat? No. Full of meat and jizz. <laughs> and cum. 
as one of my films. <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah, no, no, full of meat, full of cum. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, he introduces Utah to his new post in the bank robbery division of LA. There was 1,322 robberies last year, up 26% from the year before, Ken. Fucking hell. If there's that many, why do we give a fuck about the presidents? They've only done 30 in three years. That's not good at all, is it? That They're not even stealing that much. They just go for the cash draws, don't they? Cut the guys some slack, man. Johnny C tells us that they've nailed over a thousand of those robberies. And that's through good crime scene work, good lab work, and good database analysis. It's all about the data. Crunch it, crunch it. He says we must just have... It gives us the young, dumb and full of cum line after Keanu Reeves eats a donut in front of him, which enrages Johnny C. McGinley. To be honest, I don't think he would on your first day, would you? I don't. I think Keanu Reeves is being a bit of a prick there. Yeah, he appears he should be all straight-laced, trying to improve the cap. You know, impress the cap and uh, just get on with your life, but... I don't know. Seems antagonistic to me. My first day of work, I didn't just go and eat loads of shit instead of doing my job. <laughs> I think, Ken, because we have sex with our captain, we, we think that we should be really nice to him. Um, I think it's uh, he has sex with us. Don't <laughs> it's a totally different arrangement. <laughs> I think there's a big difference between what you said and what I've said. And uh, I think I'm more correct. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome in it with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he says to him, "Hey, I don't know why you've been um, transferred over here. I guess we must just have ourselves an asshole shortage, which is a one of Ken's films as well." <laughs> no, I was having a drink. <laughs> asshole shortage too. <laughs> We're dem assholes. <laughs> you and Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Keanu <laughs> um, Reeves says, not so far. and uh, It's a good put down. I think he waits till he walks off before he gives it. Yeah. He just comes up. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Easy, so nothing. <laughs> or he says it again, just like right in your face, cap. Ken, who's this lovely, attractive lady picking a brick up from the bottom of the pool? <laughs> do you know, I used to have to do that, did you? Yeah. You do that and you're swimming. Yeah, for your lifesavers. Yeah, and did you ever yeah. think exactly what Gary Boosie's about to say? What, that I'm a 22-year vet who's shot my piece 19 <laughs> times in the line of duty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever say that? <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I said it to my swimming teacher. Yeah, didn't know how to react to that. Keep me out of the fucking class. It turns out, Ken, this isn't a lady at all. It's Gary Boosie. It is. It's the beautiful Gary Boosie. <laughs> In a lovely swimming costume. Yeah. He's wearing he's wearing like swimming trunks. He's not in a cosy. He's not like no. He's wearing a lovely two-piece. <laughs> With a little floral, like, <laughs> swimming hat. It wouldn't be the last time, you remember? When he, yeah. when he, dragged, when he dragged up. <laughs> he's no stranger to it. Yeah, this is Angelo Pappas, and uh, he's not happy to have been paired up with some wet-behind-the-ears blue flamer Quantico cat. What kind of fucking name is Angelo Pappas for Gary Boosie, of all people? <laughs> Angelo, that's not that's not a normal name, is it? 
Well, does it, Angelo not have Hispanic roots? That's what I'm saying. It sounds like Italian, maybe. Yeah, he's got to have some sort. It's got not him, is he? He's pretty, he was Mr. Joshua, for God's sake, a racist South African. That suits him. Yeah, blonde-haired, Nordic-looking Gary Boosie. Yeah, called Angelo. What's freaking Papis? <laughs> what a stupid nose. It's like Joe Estevez's Papi. <laughs> and I watched the, the Berserker the other day as well. As well. That's got um, somebody as Papi Nykvist. That's a, that's an actual credit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so there you go. There's a few pappies around, but this is my only pappies. <laughs> he says that um, he's been he's been partnered with some quarterback punk named Johnny Unitas, and he's saying all this whilst blindfolded, and he's actually saying it to Johnny Utah himself. Doesn't it always happen? What do you think of that, that character name? Johnny Unitas. Johnny Utah. Oh, Johnny Utah is a great name. Yeah. Do you know do you know what I thought his name was? I thought his name was Johnny Idaho before I watched it again. <laughs> yes, and I, thought, I think you said that on the podcast, didn't you? <laughs> and I thought, we're gonna have some great fun with that because Idaho was the only state we never hit. Obviously, yeah. now we have. Hooray. So we've we've completed America. Thanks, Idaho. But yeah, I honestly thought I went into it thinking, well, at least we're doing something with a character name. I can hashtag that shit out of that. And then it's not it at all. Nowhere near it. Well, maybe it's near it. I don't know. Not geography, I don't know. And Utah says, oh, the shit they pull, huh? And uh, Pappas, is, uh, Pappas is like, yeah, that's right. And then he gets introduced to Utah properly, takes his blindfold off, they introduce each other, and he's like, Angelo Pappas. And Keanu Reeves says, punk, quarterback punk. And he says, welcome to SeaWorld, kid. And then he jumps in the pool like a twat. <laughs> Just like a twat. <laughs> Uh, so these are going to be our heroes for the rest of the film, Ken, the, the unlikely duo of Keanu Reeves and Gary Boosie. What do you reckon? I liked it. I like I like, I like the dynamic that they've got straight off. I get Gary Boosie being the no-nonsense, straight-talking, you know, kick the door down, shouting shit and doing all that business. Shit! I... <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. And Keanu Reeves shouting other stuff. Instead, <laughs> and following him in, <laughs> following it up with like a proper sentence. Other stuff instead. <laughs> Other sentences. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. I like it. <laughs> it's a good combo. That's a, that's a great couple of lines to <laughs> once you kick a door down at a stakeout. Shit, <laughs> man. Other sentences. Yeah. See. It works, doesn't it? That get their uh, attention. <laughs> now we cut now to the ex-presidents robbing a bank. What I will say about this film, Ken, I don't know if you agree with me. And this is what I was thinking whilst watching it again. It's like, like there's no like wasted motion in any of it. Like it's all just like oh, yeah. no, it doesn't fuck about. Yeah, like every scene advances the plot, and it's all go, and it's all action pretty much after the, that little setup there. Yeah, and good, and well done. And good. Yeah, what we see is it's the ex-presidents, they're called, and they're all dressed as um, presidents from America's past. So you've got uh, George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a couple of dead ones, obviously. <laughs> that would have been great if they were dressed as the proper founding fathers. One's got a kite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all in period costume. <laughs> Wearing those little, like, wooden shoes. <laughs> yeah, you Abe Lincoln, he's a <laughs> massive top hat. 
<laughs> he knocks off as soon as he walks into the door. Top hat that he can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> you get shot. George Washington's you get got wooden shot teeth. Straight away. Yeah, Abe Lincoln gets shot in the head first raid. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Abe Lincoln's gone. <laughs> He's like the drummer in Spinal Tap. They need a new one every yeah. time they do a bank robbery. No, not again. So we've got Ronald Reagan, we've got Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, and LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. That's who they are. That's him. Ronald Reagan says, little hand says it's time to rock and roll. That's cool, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like if the, the presidents in the back just had that said, said that to each other. That's cool, isn't it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it turns out... I was agreeing with you. What do you want? <laughs> like, no, don't know. That's not cool at all. I I that'd be funny if they're just talking to each other. Like, that was cool, wasn't it? Yes. I don't <laughs> care if it's cool or not. It'll fucking affect my life, what they've said. It's fucking 30 years ago. I thought you were in character as the president. <laughs> I don't care if it was cool. <laughs> we're here to rob a bank. Not to be cool. Care what Ronald Reagan says? Fuck Reagan. This is a, a video that we're watching somehow. It turns into a video, and it's Utah and Pappas watching them. And Pappas says that the ex-presidents are the best he's ever seen. And he's seen uh, recent presidents. Rather than robbing the vault, they only ask for the cash out the cash drawers, and they're gone within ninety seconds of entering the bank. How much do you think they have? In, in cash drawers, because I, I I wouldn't know. I'd probably have less now, don't they? I would have thought so now, yeah. But I don't know. Plus, like, cash is, like, super heavy, isn't it? Like, when you rob it, like, that's, like, the heaviest thing to rob. No, gold. Other than, like, well, yeah, but, like... Um... If you're stealing gold, Nazi gold. <laughs> Remember? Remember when we did that? It was really heavy. Or before we, we did we, this we... podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. We used to be... go around stealing Nazi gold. Yeah, and we couldn't take all of it with us because it was too heavy. Yeah, Remember? we either thought we'd do a podcast telling stories about our time doing that or just one about films, and we thought this this has probably got more longevity, so we went with this. Nobody's interested in us stealing Nazi gold, Dom. Nobody. No. Not, not even not us. Not anymore. We lose interest even. Yeah, it's like that, whatever. Yeah, because you, you burn time in the vault. That's what Johnny Utah's saying, and he says that they split the room well. They're surgical in how they do things. I'm not so sure, but you know, yeah, we'll go with it. Looks a bit uh, looks a bit haphazard to me, but uh, you know, I'm used to stealing Nazi gold. So what do I know about banks? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say these were a, a crack team, would you? They just shout a lot and get the hell out of there in 90 seconds. But it's exactly what you need to do in a bank robbery, Dom. Come on. You shout, you cause confusion, you cause fear, panic. Everyone does what you say because you're shouting a lot. It's just, that's it. That's how you do it. What do you reckon, like 10 grand, do you reckon, in cash? Honestly, wouldn't know. It doesn't appear to be that much because they just like scoop handfuls of notes, don't they? So I remember like listening to a, a, like a, a robber who then became a YouTuber because that's what they do now. <clears throat> and they were saying like the easiest thing to... Um, to get rid of is cash once you've stolen it because you can just use it. Um, but it's it's awkward to steal because it's so heavy. So it's it's really tough to steal, like get away with it. Uh, the easiest thing to steal the diamonds and stuff, but then you've got to like it's harder to get rid of once you've got it, sort of thing. You got to go through a fence and things like that. Well, not a literal fence, forever. Ken. I know what you're about to say. No, not at all. No. 
Mac and me, that kid went through several fences. He did. Anyway, carry on. Uh, we meet the classic other partners who our heroes hate and they hate them. Uh, hang on a minute. Before they leave the bank, um, one of them drops his pants, gets his ass out, slaps it, and on his on his backside, he's got the words, thank you, written on it. It's thank and then why and you, either, either cheek. <laughs> What's that all about? I have no idea. Literally just for the plot, I think. Because why would you ever do that? No, it's not what you should be doing. It's unprofessional from the bank robberies. And I don't even know which president it was. I, mean, was that I don't even know who known for it. Yeah, I believe so. That, that president, that president's catchphrase was it? You should, at the end of everything, he said, "Drop his pants and just slap his ass." It was Richard Nixon, wasn't it? The one that drops his trousers. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> American politics. Yeah, Fuck that's yeah. enough. Anyway, I don't know anything else about it. Who, who <laughs> wrote "Thank You" on his ass? It wasn't going to be him, <laughs> was it? It's probably Patrick Swayze, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's writing "Thank You" on Richard Nixon's ass with a big <laughs> pen, the big thick pen. Abe Lincoln's getting shot in the background. Yeah, he's dead. Too late. Yes, and then now is where we meet the other partners who give our hero shit. This is yeah, in a plop. lot of these buddy cop films. Plop and suicide, isn't it? It is, yes, indeed it yeah. is. They're characters, in they come? And they're giving him shit because of Pappas's theory about these ex-presidents. And the theory is, Ken, get this. Go on, go on. When you hear this, you're literally going to shit. Okay, it's probable. The ex-presidents are surfers. What? That's the most ridiculous theory I've ever heard in my life. I mean, they do run in with surfboards, so that might be a giveaway, but... <laughs> yeah, surf's up, motherfucker. That's what, Not uh, now, Carl. That's what Reagan shouts. Remember when he used to say that all the time? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's his catchphrase, isn't it? Utah volunteers him to go check the drop car out. Yep, which very Pappas good. doesn't yep. want to do. You know what Pappas is like. He wants to cut corners. He's he's too old to be checking the drop car. They never find anything anyway. These guys are professionals until they get their asses out. It's a bit weird that he doesn't want to do it. As soon as he, he's the one who's got the theory and he's obsessed with the case, but doesn't want to do anything involving in the case whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he's not fucking found them. If he's got this big theory, you just can't be asked to investigate clues. It's no fucking wonder, is it? Come on, Pappis. You're fucking sorted. Come on, Pappy. <laughs> Come on, Pappy Nykvist. <laughs> You're a fucking Nordic twat. <laughs> get, yourself, get yourself sorted. Investigate the clues. Anyway, go on. He says, are you finished, Mr. Wizard? To Keanu Reeves for some reason. And he says, presto. <laughs> presto, dude. He says, um... The way this case is going, you'll finish this tonight and we'll start another one. Yes, and they end up having yeah. a... That'd be great, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Surely, surely that's that what, what we want? should be. Yeah, that's that's the aim, though, isn't it? <laughs> You've been doing it for fucking three years. Surely finishing it today would be great. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And they get into a 
<laughs> get into a confrontation here. And this, for me, is one of the worst scenes of oh, Keanu Reeves' acting career. He is it. terrible it, in this bit. Isn't the scenery lovely, though? <laughs> on the hill, aren't they? <laughs> They're on a hill. It looks lovely out there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he says, like, beautiful. yeah, 22 years on the force. In that time, the sex got clicked. Uh, some city got what? dirty, sex got clean, what? or something like that. It's your microphone <laughs> fucking up there, or I think so. <laughs> you start scatting. <laughs> that was Boosie just scatting away on the earth. Oh, God. <laughs> just shitting in the drop car. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Kennery's in the front seat, dusting for prints, and Boosie's in the back seat having a shit. <laughs> scatting the place. Thank you, written on his arse. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> From the, one pitch, we had a character called Thank You, Good Night. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> what a great name. Uh, anyway, so we find out then that Pappas is a Vietnam vet. Yeah, they, 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 this argument is absolutely awful. You're quite right. Back, back to the movie we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's terrible. I stand by my point, right, that enraged people Break. about Keanu Reeves. What? What? Did you say break after I said point? Yes. You fucking arsehole. <laughs> yeah. What was your point about Keanu Reeves, Ken? Um, he's not a good actor. <laughs> there, that's it. He's not. He's in some very, very good films, and he's very popular, and he appears to be a really nice fucking guy, but he's not a good actor. I watched John Wick 4, fucking loved it, absolutely brilliant. He's not very good in it, <laughs> as an actor. I know he does other stuff, he does all the stunts and all that shit, he does a lot of that stuff, but when it actually has to deliver a line, he's poor. Yeah, I mean, go. he's this this bit. He <laughs> yeah, is so wooden. Should enrage a few, shouldn't it? Should do. Anyone want to say anything about Swayze? Or well, not yet? Save that for later. Yeah, he's all right in this, isn't he? Acting right. wise, I'm talking acting at the moment. That's that's where we are at the moment. We'll get to everything else as it arrives. <laughs> but you met you mentioned the the uh, the acting from Mr. Reeves, and uh, yeah, he's not. He can't even say in John Wick, like his catchphrase, like "yeah," but he can't even say that convincingly. Yeah, no. Let's see. Even even you saying it was more convincing than him. And it <laughs> took like a fraction of the time because he, he elongates it to about three seconds. <laughs> anyway, anyway, carry on. Where are we? Arguing. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, he just is so wooden in this bit. Like, oh god, it's terrible. And like Boosie's insane, like at this point, he is. It's like this argument's come out of nowhere. Uh, Keanu Reeves shout, oh sorry, Johnny shouts, "I'm not quitting." It's like he's only been there a fucking day. Of course, he's not quitting. It's, it's like his first day at full, first full day on the job. He's not going to quit, is he? Surely not. Unless there was a passage of time we weren't witness to. It's the, it's the line, why don't you just take early retirement right now? It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Honestly, he's like there. He says, I'm not quitting. I'm going to solve this case. He's like, yes, I know you are. You're like 20-something. This is the entire point. You're not going to quit. 
It's like he's day one. <laughs> just because you can't you... solve your first tech case. <laughs> just because there's no clues in a fucking car. And that's because boosy shit everywhere. It's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. So this is when he says, like, just tell me what your theory is and we can go and get these guys. But even worse than that, how I just said it then. And he tells him about that he thinks they're surfers. And they look back at the tapes and Pappas points out um, the tan lines on one of the robbers. On Nixon, <laughs> I, lo- I love that he's uh, he's looked that closely at that guy's ass that he thinks I can see a tan line there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I couldn't yeah. really until he until he pointed it out. But then again, he's uh, he's the vet, right? Yeah, he's the veteran cop. Plus, when they uh, don't they all wear wetsuits when they surf? Yes, of course they do. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> next he's got other things. <laughs> Uh, the lab, they pulled uh, wax from this shoe that scuffed the counter on one of the robberies. Uh, it's uh, carnauba wax, which is used in loads of like mustache wax, loads of different things, and sex wax, which was Ken's oh. um, stage name at one point. <laughs> Damn right it was. Very popular. One of the uses of sex wax is it's used <laughs> by surfers. It was more popular than mustache wax, I formerly went with. <laughs> <laughs> The gentleman's porn star. Yes, the gentleman's wax, as I, as I was known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, what they use sex wax for also is uh, surfers rub it on their board for traction. My question to you, Ken, is why is a bank robber surfing in dress shoes? Um, he's probably just got wax uh, on his floor and then walked on the floor in his shoes on his way to a robbery. Right. Yeah, there you go. I think that's, uh, that's that's cleared that up. Great. Which is what Thank he should much. have done before he walked on it. But there we go. Yeah, those would be the questions I'd be asking. Um, also, also, it's like they said, they're all, all of the bank robberies are in the summer, which like coincides with the surf season. All of which, I think, with the wax and like the forensics and the um, the like the mo of the time and the, everything, I think that's a hell of a lot more convincing than look at this guy's ass. He's got a tan line. <laughs> I should have opened with that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Gary Boosie's just focusing on his ass. He's like, that's <laughs> that's the clue. That's the clue right there. Yeah. No one in LA goes to the beach except surfers. Yeah, except surfers and bank robbers, and they must be one and the same. They've got mustache wax on a dress shoe. It must be from a surfboard. Yeah, he's got a tan line. Must be a surfer. Yeah, well done, Pappis. Excellent work, Angelo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and then uh, then they they, just, they they give us some bullshit, and then they give us the whoa. Yeah, Boosie jumps up on the desk, does a he little does, pretend surf. And then they both start going, whoa, as you say, which is one of Keanu Reeves' like, trademark lines, isn't it, in most of his films? It is indeed. And uh, he looks a bit a bit better than Boosie doing it. Could have done with uh, maybe Reeves getting on the desk as well, but he doesn't, can't be bothered. The fact that they actually got Boosie up on a desk instead of Keanu Reeves is amazing to me. <laughs> that amazed you, did it? It did. I was just like, I can't believe this. <laughs> I was absolutely flabbergasted. Just threw your pen down when you're writing the notes. I was just like, what the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> yeah, and left. <laughs> <laughs> I just left the room. I was at work as well. I just left. I just fucked up. You got up no home. more notes for the rest of the film. <laughs> no, no, I've not even watched it again. <laughs> 
they decide that we're going to go like two-footed in on this theory of Pappas's and Johnny Utah is going to go undercover to infiltrate the surfers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on, on whose funding? The FBI's funding, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. They've just got carte blanche. Oh, nice. <laughs> A little bit of ice cream. cream. <laughs> Do they find out any useful information that he could have found out just by hanging around the beach? No, there's absolutely nothing. Because the way he gets in is that Bodie recognises him as a football player, like a college football player, right? Yeah, but I, I suppose they have to meet Bodie first. I think that, that's that's the main point. At one point, Boosie does actually say, look, it's either you or me on the board. I would have fucking loved to have seen Gary Boosie playing, <laughs> <laughs> playing the surfer, dude. I'd have liked to, <laughs> like, the film to have been 10 minutes longer and they try Boosie first. Yeah. <laughs> And it just doesn't work, so they have to send Keanu Reeves in. That would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> Boosie on a surfboard. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, I'd have loved that. That would have been great if it's, like, it's either you or me out there, and then the next shot is Boosie walking <laughs> to the water. With a, yeah, with a surfboard and a Hawaii shirt and everything like that. You know, just classic Boosie. Yeah, with his dress shoes on because he's going surfing. Yep. Covered in wax from head to toe. <laughs> Just slipping over <laughs> everywhere on his way down. <laughs> Cut his ass out. Trying to get a yeah, thank you written on it. <laughs> By Keanu Reeves. Felt wrong. Yeah. Scatting <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, see, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I, I'd watch that. I think that's that's the point break the we all wanted. Might be on the extras. Uh, anyway, back to the film. Utah, he gets some shit from a little boy about being too old to surf. Yeah, he says, aren't you a little old for surfing? And he says, aren't you a little young for full contact? And then he goes, uh, Yeah, so Pappas tells him he's got to go out there and become one of them because they're like a tribe. You can't just walk up to them and start talking to them. Yeah, which is exactly what he does do, and it works. Anyway, yeah. for now, yeah, he's got he's to blend in. He he does really fucking badly, actually. I mean, he could have just talked to Tyler at the bar. He's a good-looking lad, right? And he he kind of like flirts with her, and she likes it at the ah uh, yeah at the place see, she works. The thing is, he does try that, and uh, no go because she's fierce. She's a fierce woman. She's a strong female character. So him being a pretty boy doesn't actually work. So you know, yeah. Plus, I guess like. That's the whole film, isn't it? And it's called Point Break, so he has to be a surfer. It'd be ridiculous if he didn't surf at all. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking point <laughs> of the film, isn't it? Yeah. I just don't think it's actually useful, him going undercover as a surfer, but I guess. Anyway. Anyway, he's shit at surfing. Uh, it totally wipes out. Thankfully, uh, Hasselhoff's there and rescues him. Oh, uh, <laughs> should be fucking brilliant if it was him. Just a little cameo, although I'm not sure... Was Baywatch on in 91? It wasn't, was it? I don't think wouldn't so. I been, don't know. Wouldn't that have been brilliant, though, if that was the first time we saw Hasselhoff as Mitch Buchanan from uh, Baywatch? <laughs> I don't know how I know he's Do you not preferred there. it if it was Pamela Anderson doing that? Or... Well, obviously, but I don't know. Beggars and choosers <laughs> and all that shit, isn't it? Yeah, she saves his life. Tyler does. It's Tell him he's got Petty, no business being does. out there. Laurie Petty... It uh, looks like, uh, what's her fucking name? From Friends. Oh, yeah. Co- Courtney Cox. Yeah. 
Laurie Petty looks like Courtney Cox in this film. If she had short hair and like, you know, that like that. Yep, great. That's the end of my point. <laughs> she just does. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Joey was in it from Friends? <laughs> How are you doing this surfing? That's what he'd say. <laughs> How are you doing he, this as he falls yeah. into the water? Yeah, when he just tumbles over just like Johnny Utah. Yeah, and then Ross comes out. Yeah, he's there. Oh, no, my surfboard doesn't work. Everyone laughs at him. <laughs> oh, my his, dick. Because he's got his dick out. <laughs> he's got his dick in it. <laughs> Caught in the zipper. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Johnny Utah tries introducing himself, but she tells him to go piss up a rope and surfs off. Rightly so. Uh, cut to Utah spying on her through binoculars, watching her get changed. He's. It turns out he's going to use her as a, an in for the surfing community. He decides that he's going to tell her. I think he like searches her and finds all of her like criminal record and. For some reason, we we find out that they've also got information about her parents dying. He finds out by just sifting through FBI files that her parents died in a plane crash. And as he reads that, he actually goes, perfect. (laughs) It's just less than perfect, isn't it, that? That's not what you want, is it? Your parents dying in a plane crash. That's not perfect. That's terrible. He doesn't understand the difference, and he thinks perfect's the right word to use. So he, he goes with perfect. Um, hopefully he doesn't do that when he goes and meets her. He says, oh, I hear your parents have died in a, car, a plane crash. He goes, yeah, it's perfect. He's like, what? Nothing. <laughs> perfect, mine too, or whatever the fuck he says. He uses that, and he turns up at her work again, which is the diner, and then just gives it some bullshit about his parents being dead as well. Have you ever have you ever used that line to try and attract a lady, Dom? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll say whatever it takes, Ken. <laughs> Quite right too. Did it work or did she just leave you leave you alone thinking oh, that's terrible? It worked right up until the point where she met them. <laughs> <laughs> they could have got better. I want to take you to visit my parents. And she's like, you're thinking we're going to the cemetery or something. And then we're just into the house that we go. Yeah, yeah, they are. Look, watching telly, watching Point Break, <laughs> no less. Is that the one where Gary Boosie shits all over the place? That's it, yeah. Let's stick around and watch it. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, so using that information, he tells her that he's a lawyer and he saw the ocean for the first time and fell in love with it. Fell in love with her, spied on her through binoculars and um, wants to be a surfer now and his parents died. Thinks she looks a bit like Courtney Cox and that's the kind of bird he's into. Oh yeah, baby. That's what he says. How are you looking like someone else? Says Joey. <laughs> my dick doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my dick doesn't work, guys. Shut up, Ross. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, it it all works. Anyway, she's absolutely hooked. As soon as he mentions his dead parents, she is hooked. That's the way to do it, guys. Tell a a girl your parents are dead. They will fall in love with you in an instant. Laurie Petty does. Absolutely. uh, Agrees to teach him how to surf. How how has he not even seen the ocean? Like, what's, what's he talking about? Seen the ocean for what, like 20 years? He's never seen the ocean. Yeah. 
Never. He's just like, what's that big wet thing over there? Yeah, what is that? Why is the sky on the floor? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bloody idiot. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, she likes it anyway. It's the sky on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's because it's blue. I don't know. I couldn't think of another one. I liked it. Um, We get a little montage now, because she agrees, and uh, just him, little improvement. You know what a montage is. You get the idea. Bit of flirty, flirty. Some classic 90s rock music playing. Yep. And through her, anyway, uh, we meet Bodie. Tyler gives us a sort of Steven Seagal-style introduction as we watch him surfing in slow-mo they say oh that's bodhi they call him the boda zaffa whatever the hell that means they called him the bo seer <laughs> yeah naked on a horse they call him the the boa constrictor the uh bow and arrow the boeing 747 yeah <laughs> they call him many names the bow tie <laughs> yeah the bow Boat. Yes. (laughs) They call him all of these things, but they call him Bodhi the most, as that is his name. He's a modern day savage, a real searcher searching for the ultimate ride. Oh, yeah. The guy's even crazier than you, Johnny the lawyer. (laughs) Johnny, you crazy lawyer who can't (laughs) surf. Bodhi, he's the the leader of a gang of surfers consisting. You've got Roach, a sort of smart mouth one. You've got Gromit, who looks about 12, and looks like he was in Hanson. Yep. And then you've got Nathaniel with a little little goatee on him, on the man. No, Nathaniel, no. (laughs) There must be more to life. And then you've got Rosie, who looks like they're sort of, well, looks like a roadie, basically, doesn't he? Doesn't really fit in with the surfers, does he, that guy? No, he probably just carries the boards, you know, waxes them down with his sex wax and gets on with shit. Rosie's sex wax. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you. They end up playing football on the beach at night with, I think, Tommy Wiseau's there and Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, yeah, the the whole gang are there just tossing the pigskin. It's a little bit of another montage, isn't it? You get a football montage now. Yeah, Ken, have you ever done this? You ever pulled the cars round with the headlights on in the dark and played football on the beach? If ever I pulled the cars round into a circle like this, uh, it was because I was involved in an underground illegal bare-knuckle boxing match to the death. <laughs> of course. So no, I haven't I haven't done it just to play the frivolous game of American football. If I ever did that, I was taking part in illegal underground dance fighting. <laughs> yes, I remember watching a couple. <laughs> brutal, brutal stuff. <laughs> And this is the scene as well where you first see Bodhi with his hair dry and it's absolutely magnificent. It is lovely, isn't it? It's Beautiful. feathered, it's it's bleached. It's, it's just, oh, oh. <laughs> Ken's just oh, on a little chef's kiss. Swayze. <laughs> yeah, and they're all kind of wary of him at first. They don't accept Johnny Utah into the group. Of course they don't. Why would they? It's only when... Bodie runs for a touchdown and Johnny Utah rugby tackles him into the waves that they accept him. That was a revenge tackle, of course, because uh, Bodie, Bodie asserts dominance by uh, taking Johnny down earlier on. And then he uh, he reciprocates by running for probably about seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, seven minutes of the film we're watching them. Just runs across the beach for seven minutes. Why does Swayze even run towards the water? 
Not sure. He's already scored a touchdown. Where's he going? Like that's the problem they've always had with Bodie. He doesn't really understand anything except surfing, so he just runs. Yeah, well thankfully Johnny Utah's there to take him down. Like if Bodie gets the ball and he goes for a touchdown, the game's over, he's just waiting until tomorrow when he comes back. Yeah. He's just gone. It's his ball, he's taking it home. <laughs> They're all angry at Johnny for doing that. And then Bodie tells them all that, no, this is Johnny Utah, college football quarterback ace. God damn it, he knows his stuff. He's not the only person that can look up someone's profile, is he? And Roach is like, God damn it, Johnny Utah. I didn't notice you there. Good to meet you, or whatever the fuck he says. And turns out Johnny... Pretty sure he doesn't say notice. Sorry? He couldn't fail but notice him. He's fucking playing football. He can't <laughs> say, I didn't notice you. <laughs> just thinks Patrick Swayze is running to the sea and then falling down aggressively. Just the, the ball's just floating. Oh, on hang on a minute. Oh, hang on a minute. Someone's tackled him. Oh, look. Johnny Utah. I never even noticed. <laughs> didn't realise then. Yeah, I don't think he recognised him. I think that's that's probably the word. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Basically, Johnny Utah was going to be an NFL football player, missed his window due to injury, He's bent his knee 90 degrees the wrong way, missed his window. Fucking <laughs> 90 degrees. It's <laughs> a hell of a fucking bend, isn't it, that? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so they all go, wow, it's great to have you here, blah, 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 blah. But enough of that, because in comes John C. McGinley playing the police chief to the book. Yeah, he's chewing up the scene in this one. Every scene he's in, he's great in, to be fair. Absolutely. Gives him hell. Gives him absolute fucking hell for wasting everybody's time, uh, including ours, watching it. Because uh, he's got nothing to do, <laughs> nothing to do with bank robberies whatsoever for the past twenty minutes. That's what he says. He says, "Look, I've watched this film, and for twenty minutes, you haven't even mentioned bank robberies. You're doing surfing montages, American football montages. Boosie's having a shit in a car. What the, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck are you two doing?" That's what he says. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, what have you got to say for yourself? And Keanu Reeves says, I caught my first tube today, sir, in uh, in another terrible bit of acting. But uh, he gets away with it in a kind of uh, Bill and Ted style. And he's got his surfboard with him, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, he's carrying his fucking surfboard through the bloody place. That seems like more effort than just leaving it in the car or whatever. He does say, though, if he leaves it there, it'll get stolen. That's the only reason he's carrying it with him. Leave it in the lobby, then. I'll leave you right, in the to, lobby. To get it up the S, in, the, in the elevator and through doors ways and stuff. You don't have to worry about that. It's Keanu Reeves. Someone else will be doing that. See, that's probably an insight into me watching action films. That's the sort of stuff I write notes about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As a character, it would be a pain in the ass, but in a film, it's not doing it for real. You ever carried a surfboard? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. I went bodyboarding once in Newquay. We all got sorted, like we got dressed up and everything. And uh, my mate came out and he said, um, it was a bit of a pain. It's not as like, it's not as free as you'd think. <laughs> and what he'd, what he'd done <laughs> is he'd put it on backwards and he'd got the zip up the front. <laughs> as and soon the, as you said that, I knew what you were going to say. The, and the instructor was just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go back and just put it on properly. It was just wasted. We only had an hour. 
wasted fucking <laughs> ten minutes of it putting the fucking wetsuit on properly. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. loose at the back in the crutch yeah. area. They're just hanging <laughs> off the back of him, look like he boosted all over the place in there. Yeah. Uh, True story, that. True story. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> they get <laughs> they get a new piece of evidence in the form of a hair. Like a, was it was it yeah, it's a hair from the ponytail. The security car grabbed it in one of the bank robberies. Yeah, not not a not a large rabbit. Not not yeah. not, not lepus. <laughs> you know, not again. No. Uh, through data analysis, they decide to um, get hair samples from different beaches as surfers are territorial and they stick to certain breaks. So that if they get a match, they're going to know which beach the ex-president surfed from. It's um, it's another shitty montage, isn't it, about stealing hair from people. It's yeah. fucking awful, this bit. Hated and Pappas, bit. When, when Utah tells him, let's do that, Pappas doesn't like it, but he does go with it simply because he wants to annoy Harp. Right. They do get a match after that horrible montage where Keanu Reeves does his Bill and Ted voice. Yeah, I I hated this little bit, by the way. I really did. Yeah, Boosie like just takes a blanket off someone and cuts their hair. Easy, easy enough. It doesn't have to do this whole you've got a spider in your hair or whatever the hell Reeves does. Oh, that's awful, that. They end up getting a match and it's Latigo Beach, to which Keanu Reeves says, nice point break. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. Tick it oh, off. Yeah. Uh, Utah, he's, he's surfing. He ends up getting punched out because he gets in the way of another surfer and knocks him off his board. Yeah, so it's a bit harsh, to be honest. And this is where we get... This is our first fight scene. We're about halfway through the film, aren't we? It's uh, 35 minutes. Gets attacked in the shower by a group of lads, including Anthony Kiedis. It is. It's Anthony Kiedis and the uh, the bad guy from Cyborg. Yeah, his war child. Yeah, great name. Yeah, and then Bodie turns up to save him. Yeah, because Boosie, he ain't got a fucking clue, is he? He's sat miles away, loses track yeah loses lose visual loses audio hey ken yes patrick swayze is good in this fight scene isn't he <laughs> it's a poor fight scene isn't it? come on <laughs> it's not the best fight scene although to be honest he shows potential he could have been a professional <laughs> kickboxer <laughs> we'll cut to a friend of the podcast <laughs> marshall teague marshall teague <laughs> for confirmation on that. No, it's not it's not a very good fight scene at all. Um but he does come in and he helps him and it, everything's everything's okay. They just walk off. Yeah. Sorted. What's their program? asks Johnny to Bodie about those guys. To which really? Bodie says their brains are wired wrong, they're into bad shit, they only live to get radical. Oh man, that's that's classic surfer lingo. They don't have any real understanding of the sea. What? They don't understand the sea? Yeah, so they'll never get the spiritual side of it. And Utah's like, yeah, it's like the sky, but on the floor. (laughs) And Bodhi's like, you're right. (laughs) That's exactly what the sea is. (laughs) And then they kissed. Yes. Utah (laughs) thanks him. Bodhi says, Denada, I'll see you later. And then also invites him to a house party. Nice. Utah likes the look of War Child and the rest of his mates as the possible uh, ex-presidents. So they tail them, get a warrant first thing in the morning to go into their house. Boosie says, well, you better get some sleep then because tomorrow's going to be a big day. But he doesn't sleep. He goes to Bodie's party. Son of a bitch. Couldn't look more 90s if it tried. You got Hendrix on if six was nine playing in the background. Nice. Gromit's dancing like a freak. Of course he is. 
Boosie's shitting in the punch bowl. That's what he does. And the campfire scene afterwards where they talk about big wave riding. Yeah, it's a lovely, lovely night surfing bollocks, isn't it? Bodie talks about Bells Beach, Australia being the biggest wave next year, and it's going to be the 50-year storm, which uh, the others think is a legend, but he believes is absolutely true. 100%. He knows. He gives the great line, the great line of, if you want the ultimate, you have to be willing to pay the ultimate price. Yeah, which means death, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not tragic to die doing something you love. The rest of the group agree that's how they want to go, with little Gromit saying he won't live to see 30. I used to say that at school. About me, Did you? not him. Yeah. I used to say, <laughs> Gromit from Point Break won't live to see 30. <laughs> Just say all the time. Every, every fucking day I used to say it. We were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. I, no, I did. I used to say, I'll be dead by 30. And uh, everyone seemed fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) And every birthday now, I actually uh, apologize to people on Facebook. I I apologize to them for not yet being dead. Oh, rightly so. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I I get messages from my friends saying, um, this is the most depressing day of the year because it's my birthday, which means I'm not (laughs) dead yet. (laughs) Friends? They're my best friends, man. (laughs) It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Tyler tells Johnny that Bodhi sees the crazy in him like he has in himself, and he'll take Johnny to the edge. The very edge. Little nighttime surfing scene, and uh, Johnny ends up having sex with Tyler on the beach. Yep, thank you. Wakes up in the morning, and he's late for his own stakeout, or his own warrant breaking into the house thing. I don't know the technical term. What is it? No, you clearly don't know. It's, it's the thing. It's, it's the um, it's the warrant breaking into the house thing, isn't it? Exactly. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. He's late for that anyway. He turns up in his sunglasses. Um, I really like this scene. I think this is a it's a good scene. It's it's a good set piece. Yeah, I like it. The raid. That's what it is, isn't it? They're raiding the house. Oh, nice one. Yeah. FBI raid on the uh, War Child's gang like bunker. He gets shot and killed. Someone else gets killed because he's holding someone it's... hostage, I believe. It's absolutely brilliant, though. The, the plan is, the plan is, right, this is how you do it. You send in Gary Boosie <laughs> to knock on all the doors saying, has anyone seen my dog? Has anyone right? seen my dick? <laughs> that, that was Ross from uh, Friends. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> that was probably one of the things Boosie's been arrested for, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually in a film. No, he, he kn- knocks on the door. He says, anyone see my dog? I've lost my dog. And what he does is uh, he knocks on this door and says, where's my fucking dog? Some bitch answers the door and says, I ain't seen your fucking dog, Gary Boosie. Get the fuck out of here. And um, they're in, you see. The door's open. They're all like sneaking around. He's going around the back door. He's uh, They've got cops everywhere swarming around but all pretending they're not there yeah, it's very obvious that they are because they're all fucking dressed as cops why does boosie knock on the door to like alert them that someone's at the door i don't know maybe it's just in case they've got a massive fucking lock on it that they can't break down right but then, the, but then i don't know they've all got fucking glass windows don't they? they could always go through mm. them i yeah. don't know it's just how these raids go it's what we used to do back in the day. And the two guys that are like give them shit all the time, they're terrible. One guy gets like nearly killed by a naked woman. And actually Keanu Reeves. 
But yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty fucking fearsome, to be quite honest with you. She beats the shit out of Keanu Reeves. Gary Boosie actually takes takes a naked woman and throws her in front of a shotgun blast. <laughs> 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 I'm sure he he goes in the door and they're just like, no, wait, don't go in. And he can't hear him because there's a fucking lawnmower being brought on. If you, all right, if I lived next door to this gang of like psychotic Nazi fucks who partied all the time, the last thing I'd be doing is l- mowing my lawn bright and early the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I would be keeping fucking quiet until they got up first. And then I'd ask if it was okay if I mowed my lawn. But no, this <laughs> some guy next door, he's there fucking right up there. They mm. can't hear what's being said. What's being said is, careful, they're all getting guns. So Boosie's got no idea. He's going in. He's there saying, look, give me my fucking dog, <laughs> which doesn't even exist. Then they open fire. He throws a woman in front of the shotgun blast. I assume she's dead. And uh, all hell breaks loose. Anthony Kiedis gets, he shoots himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awful, that is. And uh, Johnny Utah ends up fighting with War Child. He smashes him through a window as he's trying to escape. He jumps always through the window. It, always enjoy a window smash. Great little scene where they're fighting and they're trying to put each other's faces in the, the lawnmower, which is upside down with the blade showing. Yeah. See, always ask permission. And uh, it looks like uh, Johnny Utah's about to get killed because Warchild's like, won the fight and is pushing his face closer. And then Boosie Pappas turns up last minute and shoots the lawnmower, turns the blades off, and then arrests Warchild. He's pretty good, actually. He, um... Yeah, he's good, good. That always sticks in my memory from this film, that scene there with the raid. Gary Boosie is an absolute fucking crack shot. I know you said uh, Reeves was earlier on. But Gary Boosie in this never fucking misses once. No. He's he's headshotting, he's lawnmower blasting, he's fucking spot on. Absolutely perfect. But it turns also, out um, you have missed the the, uh, the the tits from the uh, from the girl from the shower. Yeah, I'd love to be I'd love to be killed by a naked bird from the shower. That'd be great. There we go. Maybe we can sort that out for you by moviecallgmail.com. Yep. Give us a shout. Let me know. Send photos. Obviously. As it turns out, this raid has fucked up another DEA agent's uh, case. He was undercover. It's Tom Sizemore in a great little cameo. Tom, Tom Sizemore of all people. Rest in peace, Tom. But fucking hell, never expected him. He's good in this little bit as well. He's really yeah. fucking pissed off. But he basically tells them that how could they be the ex-presidents when they were off doing drug deals in a different state when the the last one took place. So... They've got the they fingered the wrong men, Ken. We've all done that, and now it's Keanu Reeves' turn. And do you know what he says in an incredibly bad line delivery of only two words? Bogus. <laughs> no, that's that's three words. No, <laughs> he says, "Oh shit." <laughs> in a very British way. Yeah, but he says it really, really badly. Yeah. I think again, I think again, I've improved the way he says it with with my delivery there. But gee, honestly, how can you say "oh shit" in like badly? But yeah. he does. Well done, Keanu. You've managed it again. Cut back to him. He goes uh, surfing again with Tyler. You know when we see them in bed? Oh yeah. I actually thought it was Johnny Utah and uh, Angelo Pappas in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
Because <laughs> I can only see Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves' face. So, and then she's like face down with an arm over him. And I actually thought, it's a fucking boosie. <laughs> I've actually written, we cut to Johnny Utah and Gary Boosie in bed. <laughs> See, it's easier than you think to um, mistake Boosie for a woman. <laughs> Honestly, I, I swear, man. I saw, I saw that. I thought, what the fuck? Yeah, and then I realised it wasn't him at all. It was the lovely Tory Petty. Laurie Petty, sorry. Fuck, I got a name wrong. <laughs> yeah, he goes surfing, and it's this, this time he realises that the ex-presidents are actually Bodie and his, his group. Yeah, but he doesn't notice that yet, though. It's only when Bodie knocks on the door, finds that they're in bed together, him and Boosie. Um, he says, <laughs> he says yeah. that surf's up. They go surfing. So it's, it's like early morning surfing, which yeah. uh, is obviously the thing for surfers. And at one point during this early morning surf, one of them moons. So one of them gets his ass out, and it's only then that Keanu Reeves notices, oh my God, it's them. He's got a thank you written on his anus. <laughs> the thing is, he hasn't. He hasn't, though, has he? So, so this is just an ass. This is just a guy's ass. Yet that is what makes Keanu Reeves break the case. And also, look how close they are. Well, yes, because they're mates. He's got no reason to think it's them at all, other than they're surfers. But he's not suspected them at all, for some reason. Obviously, we did, but we're the film-viewing public. But he hasn't until he sees one of their asses and immediately knows it's them. Mm-hmm. It changes the dynamic of the film. Utah decides to trail them, I think, because he tells Pappas that he tailed Bodie and Roach and they went into a bank the day before with Roach waiting in the car. So they decide to stake out that bank the next day. Yeah, very badly, as it turns out. It's one of the worst fucking stakeouts I've ever seen, and I've seen both films, Stake Out and Stake Out 2, starring Richard Dreyfus. Oh, Dreyfus. Hello, I'm Richard Dreyfus. Welcome is to that, my stakeout. Is it Jack Palance? Emilio Estevez. Oh, which is all with Jack... Oh, that's uh, Cops and Robertsons with Chevy Chase as well. You bloody idiot. Don't you <laughs> dare mix up those two. <laughs> all classics, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Richard Drafos. Hey, everybody, I'm on a stakeout. I'm Richard Drafos. That's what he said. And then uh, Emilio Estevez was in it as, as Pappy. <laughs> Of course not, that's Uncle Joe. Pappas tells Johnny that he wants some meatball sandwiches. He fucking yeah, two. two. Two of them. What the fuck? Two meatball sandwiches, please. For breakfast. 10.30. Yeah, for fucking breakfast. Jesus, Pappas. So whilst he goes and orders that for him and Pappas is reading the paper in his car, the ex-presidents pull up and rob the fucking bank blind. <laughs> it's like Naked Gun, that is, isn't it? Where they're yeah. just doing it in the background when he doesn't know it is. Yeah. It's um Gary Boosie is laughing like a child at Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> He's like, oh boy. He even name checks the Calvin and Hobbes comic strip. Uh, how funny it is. Yeah. Ridiculous. And Johnny comes back and he's like, When did that pickup truck like turn up? 
or the van or whatever it is. And he's just like, what van? It's a normal car, to be honest. Oh, is it? Oh, of course it is, yeah. yeah. And he's like, what car? And um, what we get now, for my money, is one of the best chase scenes in any action film. What do you mean? Do you mean the car or do you mean the, the foot? The whole thing, from the car chase right the way through to the, the last bit right, with the okay. gun in the air. Okay. But particularly right. the foot chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with the foot chase. I'm not sure about the car. I mean, no, but if you have it Cobra, as a whole... Cobra had a great car chase. Yeah. If you count this as all one chase scene, it's, 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 it's up there. Okay, go on then. So, uh, they escape in a car. Let's cut straight away from that because it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ronald, Ronald Reagan does in fact stop Richard Nixon from shooting Johnny Utah. He does, yeah. He's a, like, it's oh. a ridiculous sentence. But <laughs> but that's what happens, and then they have a car chase. Yes, with Boosie driving. Of course he is. Uh, Boosie gets stuck anyway, and he's out the chase. That's because he's going to eat those meatball sandwiches that he just got given. And uh, to t- they torch the car by using a petrol pump as a flamethrower, doesn't he, Swayze? Yeah, because they hit the spikes, don't they? The, r- the yeah. wrong entrance, uh, wrong exit or something to a, a car park, so their tyres get spiked. After they've smashed through a parking booth, which is great, obviously. I do, I do enjoy like cars smashing through stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So, so they. Um, it, it seems a rather a lengthy time, doesn't it, to actually set fire to this? But they do mm. it anyway. Sets fire to himself. Well, sort of. Kinda. Because uh, Johnny Utah rugby tackles him, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he appears out of bloody nowhere whilst he's setting fire to the car, and it is with a, a gas thing. So he's, he's spraying gas everywhere. Then he sets fire to the gas nozzle to spray fire gas. Which I don't know. You don't. We wouldn't have to. You'd already sprayed all the gas. You just set fire to the car. You can put the gas back down. But anyway, it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, it gets rugby tackled over or football tackled. You know, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Quarterback punk. Then, they're, then they're on. They're both on fire, just grappling around on the floor. Then we go on the foot chase, and the camera goes with us. Yeah, this is really good. This. No, I, yeah. I, I, I did enjoy this. Yeah. Through like people's houses, there's one bit where he like uses a, a chair to smash the window and falls through it. I like that. Yeah, yeah, he, he like smashes through a patio door window, which is great. I, I, yeah, I say I, I enjoy I enjoy people going through glass, but that was at one point Ronald Reagan throws a fucking pit bull at him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Johnny Utah drop kicks it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. Some woman just starts attacking Johnny Utah. Yeah, yeah, that's because she's not quick enough to attack Ronald Reagan. Because <laughs> Ronald Reagan, true to form, in and out before anyone notices. Yeah. He's out of there, he's gone. It must last like five minutes, that chase scene, though. Yeah, the cardio it is. Them. Yeah, it is a good chase. And they end up getting to a, um, like a flood control channel thing that they have in America. Obviously, John Travolta, he's in there having a bloody car race like Greece. Yeah. yeah. Arnie's there. Getting chased by a massive, like Arctic lorry. Yep, he's there as well. They're getting away with all that because that's what happens in these places. I wouldn't rather to hang around there. No, too much all action kind, around there. All, kind, there. all kinds of action movies going on. And Boosie having a shit off the uh, bridge there. <laughs> as per, 
well, uh, Ronald Reagan jumps down into it and um, Utah follows him. But as he does it, he re-injures his knee. Remember that, Ken? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember it. It was 90 degrees, 190 degrees blown (laughs) out. The corkscrew it looked. Yeah. And as he falls, he says, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, my knee. It's my knee that I injured in my football career. has, uh, Has gone out again. It's gone. It's been hurt once again. You know how the FBI let people in with all these really bad knee injuries? Well, I'm done here. This is the end for me, he shouts. And he's got a clear shot of Ronald Reagan as he's climbing the the fence on the other side. And we get a little shot of uh, Ronald Reagan's little tiny eyes. Yeah. Very similar pig, to the eyes of Swayze. Little tiny piggy eyes from Reagan. And uh, instead of shooting him, Johnny simply shoots into the air whilst he screams. It's a, it's a film legend moment. Covered in hot fuzz extensively. If anyone's seen that, you'll have seen that the clip. We cut to Pappas talking to Utah, saying he never misses when he shoots, which either means he's scared or he's getting too close to Bodie and his crew. And Utah tells him that he did in fact miss, so Pappas sends him home. Do you know what he says? He says, you look like hammered shit. Hmm. What does that mean? Shit that's been hammered, and he should know. You're trying to hit shit with a hammer? It's ridiculous. What do you hit it's it not, with? Uh, uppercut. <laughs> Around the house kick. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> what a hammer. <laughs> Shit from above. <laughs> Shit from above. It's <laughs> one of my films. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you did 27 sequels, Ken, so... Shit from above 27, round the house. <laughs> <laughs> the Gary Boosie story. <laughs> yeah, he cameoed. Johnny Utari tries telling Tyler the truth about him, but he can't because he's undercover. Why would he? Yeah, she's patching him up and everything, isn't he? He nearly tells her, so nearly, so very, very nearly, but doesn't. Campfire that night, we get the confirmation that it is Bodie and his gang that are the ex-presidents, if you if you still needed a confirmation. Talking about all those sort of spiritual bollocks, aren't they? Yeah, he says all it does is up the stakes because Gromit's talking about how scared he is and that they should run. And he says that Bodie's treating it as a game and no one else is and he's scared and it, that they should get the hell out of there tonight. And Bodie tells them it was never about money, it's about them against the system. Take that. He asks them to trust him, and he knows exactly how to deal with Jonathan Utah. Oh, my God. And then we cut to him uh, lying in bed, sans Boosie this time. We get a gun coming through there. Oh, my God, it's Tyler. Yeah, you think it's you think Swayze's just going to go over there and shoot him dead. But no, he's too spiritual for that. So what he's done is he's, <laughs> he's told Johnny Utah's girlfriend. He's, he's basically just grassed him up to his girlfriend and knows that that would probably do the trick. And it nearly does. I like the fact that um, she's like, so was your parents a lie too? Imagine imagine he's like, no, 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 that, that bit's true. That was a really weird coincidence. But everything else was a lie. <laughs> yeah, of course it was fucking untrue. Of course it was a lie, you idiot. Yeah, she throws his badge at him. He says, no, my parents are very much alive. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yours aren't. Yeah, yours are still dead, though. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> and then she runs out, little little bomb showing as she runs. 
Beautiful. Uh, shortly afterwards, Bodhi turns up, says, come on, fuckface. <laughs> We're going yeah. skydiving. Yeah, you dickhead. <laughs> I like um, I like the fact that uh, in that point, though, you've missed out Keanu Reeves' incredible phone calls about love. <laughs> of course. Where he fails to be able to, to say anything meaningful or convincing. Why can't I just say what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, we don't know, Keanu. We honestly do not know. <laughs> Why can't you? Why don't you try? Yeah, does but he try he, and be all like flippant or something. He he does, yeah. He he goes through the whole range of emotions, but we we're not party to any of them because they all sound the same, which is it's unfortunate. Um, I don't know why what that point of that is. I guess it's just because he's trying to say sorry, but he's just shit at that as well. Anyway, let's go skydiving. Yeah, no one wants uh, to have the parachute that Bodie packed for Johnny because Johnny doesn't trust him. So Bodie says, okay, you have mine. And they all sort of pass it round. And eventually that parachute just gets passed back to Johnny anyway. Thankfully, it works. You know, I mean, there's no problem with it. It was just, yeah. a, a, just a test. Uh, they do jump. It looks fucking amazing. That skydiving yeah. scene. I, I really enjoyed the skydiving scene. I think all of the stuff they do, like, I mean, the, the stunt later is is ridiculous, but it's all really well shot, all this skydiving stuff. Keanu Reeves fails to be able to make me believe that he was enjoying himself at this point as well. <laughs> what, Even though it he the looked amazing like he was. Line? Yeah, just all of it. Just just like being happy, uh, skydiving, just like, wow, whoa. It still looked like he was just really badly acting. Mm. I'd imagine he was enjoying it, but he can't even act like he's enjoying himself, which is weird. Anyway, after the jump, Bodie takes Johnny Utah in the back of the van and... Um... Rogers him senseless. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Bad Movie Call podcast. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! He tells Johnny Utah that he knows he's an FBI agent and that Rosie is holding Tyler hostage. He shows him a little little video. And he's basically blackmailing Johnny to participate in the, the last bank robbery for the ex-presidents. Uh, he doesn't get a mask. He just gets a bulletproof vest. He does actually say, though, which is incredible, again, from a line delivery. I am an FBI agent. Oh, God, yeah. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, awful. So they do the the bank robbery, but this time Ken Bodie changes it up. I don't know why, but he's gone. He's gone rogue. What? He tells him to hit the vault. What? And Johnny's like, "You're breaking your own rules." Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Might as well throw that in. And because they're taking so long, it gives chance for two of the hostages to arrange a plan. Because yeah, one of them's an, a, a cop. Yeah, an off-duty cop and the security guard. The off-duty cop pulls his gun out. Thing is, right, nobody wants him to do that. No. Not even the he security shouldn't. guard. Security guard doesn't fucking want him to do it. He's like, no, please, no. But, I mean, Swayze says at the beginning, like, money's insured, so it's not worth dying for. Well, 
he doesn't. If think you're so. a civilian, you know, you'd be a hostage in there. Why would you just let him steal it and just go about your day? You know, if they're not going to hurt you. Maybe he's thinking if I go. My back dick doesn't to, work. If I go back to the precinct and I haven't done anything, plop and suicide will rip me a new one. That's what he's yeah. thinking. They will tear me apart. Yeah, if the lights on and the the other one doesn't shoot himself in the dick, and if they're not bumming each other, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might not be often, but it could be a little window of opportunity to tear this guy apart professionally. So he does. He pops up off the floor, shoots um, Reagan in the chest. He falls off the, the counter, turns and shoots Johnny Utah. He says he's FBI agent, but he doesn't, he's not having any of that and just shoots him. Yeah, I'd imagine you wouldn't believe that at this point. And then um, L, I think it's it's Carter. No, it's LBJ. He comes over the counter to escape. And the, the cop shoots him in the throat. And the LBJ's grommet, we find out, because um, Reagan pops up from behind the desk again, takes his mask off, it's Bodie, and uh, shoots him with like um, Jack Nicholson's gun from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up flying about 12 foot backwards. Nice. And dies. Nice, nice use of Batman. Thank you. And uh, the, the um, security guard also gets killed. Didn't really do anything, that guy. He runs over to Gromit. Gromit dies in his arms. Gromit, you just died in my arms tonight. <laughs> Must have been something to say. That's what Swayze sings. <laughs> He's like the wind. <laughs> Unreliable. <laughs> Roach, he... Uh, says Swayze's out of his fucking... Or, no, maybe it's Nathaniel saying, you're out of your fucking mind. Let's get out of here. And they do. Gromitz gets left there because he's dead. And as Bodhi goes past Johnny, because Johnny actually had bulletproof vest on, so he's okay. Bodhi just knocks him out with the gun. Yeah, gun in the face. get the hell out of there. Backhand. Boom. Cut to Pappas. He's offering to take Johnny Utah in. This is when all the police have arrived and Harp's giving him some shit. Yeah, he's been arrested, hasn't he? Yeah. And then Harp and Pappas start having a sort of a slagging match. Harp's screaming in his face. And um, Pappas says that, so is it something like, I've got something that you haven't? And he's like, yeah, what's that dipshit? And then he punches Harp and knocks him out. He says, respect for my elders. And then he takes Johnny Utah into the station. He actually says, I was in the bureau when you were popping zits on your funny face. Which is an yeah. awful, it's an awful like, put down. Funny. Mm. Look at you with your funny face, John C. <laughs> McGinley. Which is a bit fucking rich coming from Boosie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a really shit fucking line. I was expect I, I I was there thinking, did he say fucking face in the original? And they have they dubbed a word because it's offensive? And I was like, no, why would they? Yeah. But no. No, he says funny face. Utah, meanwhile, he says, I know where they're going, which is weird because I'm not sure how he knows that. No, I don't know either. I don't think no. he even told him that part of the plan, did he? No, but he does. Anyway, he, he decides he does know where he's going. And um, he says, right, right, Gary Boosie, we can't arrest them. We can't shoot them. Let's go to the Santa Monica airport. And for some reason, Gary Boosie's like, yeah, go on then. I'll stick to your rules. Let's go. Yep, so he un- uncuffs him and off they go. Have a little shootout. Uh, during the shootout, you have Nathaniel in his little goatee. He's killed. He has a shotgun. Doesn't do anything. Ends up getting killed by Boosie, yep. uh, by uh, Pappas. 
Papis, honestly, he's actually a pretty crack shot. Some of the yeah. two gone. He like, shoots two of them. Yeah, he's he amazing. shoots Roach as well, twice. He's better than fucking Johnny Utah. We've seen nothing from Utah. I mean, he, he had a aim there on Ronald Reagan. He shot in the air. Totally missed him. Gary Boosie's got 100% like strike record on this. Yeah, he was about to shoot and kill Bodie as well, but Utah steps in front of him, tells him not to. And whilst he's busy trying to get Utah out of the way, Roach wakes up and shoots him in the back and kills him. <sighs> fucking hell. Boosie, down and dead. That's fucking... It's Keanu Reeves' fault. And he's like... Did you like him shouting no? Keanu Reeves yeah, when he runs over fault. to him. It's no! his fault. But of course, I, I always I always enjoy a no. A no. <laughs> yeah. He got two. Two in the back from a shotgun. Beautiful. Yeah, I always enjoy. I always enjoy a no, especially if yeah. it is a it's a police partner. It just adds a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, he helps uh, Gary Boosie out by rolling him onto his wounds, <laughs> onto his back. <laughs> that should do it. Papa smiles up at him and then dies. That's the end of Boosie. He's gone. Uh, Bodie helps Roach aboard the plane, forces Utah onto the plane as well at gunpoint. Uh, once they're airborne. Um, and they're over the drop zone, Bodie and Roach, they put on their parachutes. Roach is saying about how cold he is, and Johnny Utah says, you're cold because all the blood is running out of your body, Roach. You're going to be dead soon. I hope it was worth it. See, harsh but true. He says, I'll see you in hell, Johnny. And Swayze straps him in, puts a like a bag of money over him, and throws him out the plane. Roach, <laughs> off he goes. <laughs> yep, good luck. Bodie says, adios, amigo. Th- keep... Throws his gun like back into the plane. He's like, "Yep, yeah, throw that out." Swayze like actually does jump out the plane. There's a nice shot of him like yeah. saying "Gadios" to the camera. And then you see him actually do the the jump. Yeah, he did skydive in there, didn't he? He did, yeah. Swayze. Yeah, this is the stunt that everyone remembers from this film because Johnny Utah picks the gun up, says something. Is it cowabunga? It might be. I think he says, uh, "Fucker," and he jumps out of the plane sans parachute. I've actually also written Sons Parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a good name for a future film pitch for a character. I'm writing it down. Yeah, so he's jumped out without a parachute. I mean, you can kind of see how it's done. It's like a a parachute made into like a jacket that the, the guy who's doing the stunt is wearing, but it's still really cool to see as a visual and uh, manages to catch up with Swayze and hangs on to him. It's the last thing Swayze is expecting. And then it's like, pulling, it tells him to pull the cord because he's got the gun, hasn't he? And Swayze refuses to pull the cord. And Johnny Utah needs to let go of the gun or they're both going to die. And he yep. eventually does. He lets go of the gun and pulls the cord in just in the nick of time, but doesn't really stop their velocity. And they hit the ground pretty hard. And Johnny Utah fucks his knee up again. Jesus Christ, that knee. Bodie escapes. And Utah can do nothing but lie on the ground. Rosie's there. He releases Tyler. Uh, you see Roach in a nice little shot here where he's just like dead on the ground with the money escaping the bag. You see that quite a lot in these kind of yeah, films. It's all fluttering away, isn't it? And then Bodie and Rosie, they they uh, leave with the money. They pick the money up from Roach's corpse and off they go. Tyler and Johnny, they embrace. She's forgiven him for everything he's ever done. And uh, they watch him as they, as they speed off. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Nine months later, Ken. Nine months. We're in Victoria, Australia at Bells Beach. Johnny Utah, long hair this time. All denim. Apparently there's a record storm brewing. Johnny Utah knows that this is where Bodie's going to be. There he is. He's on the beach. 
Yeah. Uh, he attempts to bring Bodhi into custody and uh, Bodhi refuses, so they have a fight. This is a I, good fight it, scene. Isn't Swayze good in this bit, Ken? Uh, he's not really, is he? No. <laughs> no, it's uh, some bad uh, tough guy acting from Keanu Reeves there as well. Yeah. Where he's like trying to be tough and hard and you just think, he knows you're not because he knows who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but still. Uh, but he ends up handcuffing himself. He loses. I think Keanu Reeves loses every fight he's in in this film because he loses this one, but he does manage to handcuff himself to Bodhi. Yeah, and that's what really hurts. And then he sees that all the police are turning up and there's helicopters, I think. Or like, is it helicopters? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like it's snipers everything. and shit. Everything's on the, there, yeah. on the rocks. And he begs Utah to release him so that he can ride the, the once-in-a-lifetime wave. says, let me catch one wave, then I'll paddle back in and you can arrest me. And knowing that Bodhi will not come back alive, he does, in fact, release him and lets him surf out. And he says to him the most ridiculous line of the film where he just says, <laughs> Reeves just says, Via con Dios. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Even Swayze's looking at him like he hates him. What does that mean? It means go with God. Beautiful. And yeah, he goes out to surf and then the police, they finally get onto the beach and they're like, what are you doing? You let him go. And they're like, well, we'll wait until he paddles back in and we'll catch him or whatever. And, uh, to be honest, he hits us with two two lines there. They said, you let him go. And he says, no, I didn't. Yeah. And then he says, we'll get him back when he comes in. And he says, he's not coming back. Beautiful, beautiful lines. Badly delivered. Beautiful lines. He gets kind of three endings here, doesn't he? Because he gets those two ending lines. They could have ended the film, but he also yeah. gets a look at his FBI badge. Somehow he's still employed as an FBI agent after getting his partner killed and robbing a bank. And assisting a bank robbery. Yeah, and 100% solving no cases. Yes. He looks at his badge and throws it into the ocean. Meanwhile, we get some really, really bad-looking surfing, which I thought was a, a shame. It looks shit, that that surfing at the end. There was better surfing at the beginning, but this was like supposed to be like the, the big one. And uh, it's, it's awful. It's awful surfing. Yeah, and sure enough, you see Bodhi just disappears in the waves and uh, we assume is killed. Assume. And that's the end of the bastard film, Ken. It fucking is, isn't it? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So what are your thoughts on Point Break? After a, when was the last time you watched this? Uh, at the cinema, when he's in it the once. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This was the fir- first rewatch of my entire life. Wow, I've watched this loads of times. It was one of my favourites, as you say. So, What would you think then, the rewatch after all this time? It's a really good film. Very good. Good, mm-hmm. good. All the, all the way through, apart from Keanu Reeves' acting. But <laughs> oh, as... and Swayze's <sighs> fighting. <sighs> yeah, I'll gloss over them both due to nostalgia, which is what happens to people. That's it's what happens. People just gloss over all the bad things. They just think, oh, I really love this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because last time I watched it, yeah, at the time, never noticed any of them at all. It was all, it was just absolutely superb. So never noticed the, the acting, never noticed the fighting, never noticed anything, but really enjoyed it. Watched it again. Really enjoyed it. Good film. Yeah, I mean, as I say, one of my favourites. Um, there was supposed to be a second one where Bodhi, like before Swayze passed away, there there was plans for a, a second one with Reeves and Swayze back. That'd have been good. 
What would it have yeah. been about, though? Just the, the two of them again? I, the I would same? assume so. I don't know if Catherine Bigelow would have done it. I mean, we didn't really speak about it, but yeah, Catherine Bigelow directed this. Obviously, like a massive director in her own right. Did uh, Near Dark, which is like one of my favourites. Yeah, Top Vampires. He just directed really well. He got a good director there. You know, Ken is a was a big star that he is now again, I suppose. But back then as well, he was. I don't. Had he done Speed at this point? Maybe just before or maybe just after? Same no, year, I don't know. And obviously Swayze, so you know you got two big stars of the nineties and breakneck pace all the way through. You got Boosie, who's good in it. John C. McGinley, fucking Boosie, man. You Gary Boosie. So yeah, I mean, and I said I think we mentioned it before, but the pacing this is just absolutely non-stop from start to finish. And some great set pieces, memorable like the ex-presidents as a with the masks and stuff. Yeah, massively enjoyed it. So the, the only question is, Ken, is is this belonging in the bad movie call? Are we inducing? Are we uh, inducting it? <laughs> Stop inducing things. That's <laughs> <laughs> not that's not our area of expertise. <laughs> Um, no, of course not. No, of course not. No, it's not a bad film, is it? It's a it's a great movie. Lots of fun, lots of fun all the way through it. Swayze's looking absolutely beautiful. His hair's incredible. Keanu Reeves again looking beautiful. His his hair's incredible. I don't care which one you go for, long or short. It looks exactly the same to me. I didn't even notice he'd grown it. The whole film, though, however, uh, the whole case is uh, cracked by a crack. That guy's ass. Nice. That's the only. Re- that's the only reason he solved the case because that guy got his yeah. ass out, and he thought, "I recognise that ass out of all the asses I've ever seen. That's the one that I remember the most." Same tan lines. He's like, "That's the ass. I'm fingering that," and he does. He does, yeah. And that's literally that's the only thing he needs to know to to tail his friends, his new best friends. Yeah, it's all massively unlikely, but you know, but who he's cares? Right. He jumps out of the plane without a parachute and catches up with Swayze. Of course, he does. Why wouldn't he? Be ridiculous if he didn't. He just hits the ground and just splats. (laughs) (laughs) Deleted scenes. (laughs) Yeah, that was the when we wrote the script. That was the initial ending. To be honest, uh, James Bond has done that as well. Way before, not not with Patrick Swayze, obviously. That'd have been weird. (laughs) Yeah, he just appears in this. But James Bond has also jumped out of a plane without a parachute, just to catch, just to catch the villain. Happens more than you think. Because if you think it's only happened once, then that's more. And on that bombshell, shall we end this goddamn episode? Why not? Thank you to my co-host, Kenby Wild, for joining me and watching this week's film, Point Break. Well, thank you. What did you guys think? What do you guys think to this film in general? Are you a big fan of it? Do you hate it? Do you hate us for covering it? Probably. (laughs) Do you hate us without us covering it? Probably. (laughs) Just hate us regardless. Let us know. (laughs) <laughs> the email address probably at the end of all of these <laughs> the email address badmoviecult at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter facebook and instagram if you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members you can you just need to search the bad movie cult discussion group on facebook all links will be available in the show notes if you enjoyed the podcast and are wondering how to support us we ask that you please like follow or subscribe to us on whatever platform it is that you listen to us on And if you can leave us a rating or review, it's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. And please, why don't you join us again next week where we'll be back with another movie review deep dive and maybe even a film pitch if you're lucky right here on the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Surf's up, Ken. Surf's up, motherfucker.
that's the ass. I'm fingering that.